Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You heard on my talk 1071 about our efforts to say thank you to the wonderful healthcare workers who are at the front lines of this crisis that we're facing right now internationally. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Uh, and we've been focusing on our very own Minnesota healthcare workers by helping raise money for two wonderful organizations. And one of those organizations is M Health Fairview. And we have on the line with us Linda Wick, who's the Associate Chief Nurse Executive at M Health Fairview. Hello, Linda. Hello. Thank Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. Uh, And we've just really been so happy to do what little we're able to do uh, for the wonderful healthcare workers who are on the front lines right now as we battle COVID-19. And, you know, we've just been trying to get the word out as much as possible. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're seeing at M Health Fairview right now? Yes, we are. Uh, as as you're well aware, we opened a COVID-only hospital, um, turning Bethesda into a COVID-only hospital. And uh, that hospital is almost full, and we're looking at opening up um, or turning one of our other sites into taking COVID patients so that we can follow the CDC guidelines and keep our patients cohorted as much as possible. That said, we have COVID-positive patients that come into all of our hospitals across the metro. So our numbers are increasing um, just as they are across the state. And in this moment, uh, Linda, in this moment, how are, when my talkers make those contributions, how do those funds actually help support the caregivers, um, you know, that are on the front lines in this moment? They go directly to our frontline caregivers. We purchase food um, for them when they're working. Um, And so thank you so much for this generous uh, work that you guys have done and for the people that are donating those dollars. As you know, our frontline workers um, are wearing uh, PPE or the personal protective equipment, and so they're they're hungry and hot a lot when they're at work. Mm-hmm. And then when they're home, we, as, as we all are trying to social distance, just getting to the grocery store is difficult these days, as we all know. And so being able to provide food for those frontline workers while they're working at their shift and not having to worry about where to get food or packing a lunch or anything like that is a huge <clears throat> excuse me, relief. 
and they really appreciate it. They really appreciate the gratitude and the recognition um, that they're getting. Of course, as a nurse, I'm a little bit biased. I think that they do amazing work every day, but this is just, this, this pandemic has really highlighted it. And the gratitude and love from the community has been overwhelming. And so that food goes direct, that, those dollars go directly to, to purchasing food, which also keeps our local restaurants um, engaged and employed and, and providing food to our frontline workers while they're working in the hospital. It's a lot. It's a lot to go around, right? But I want to kind of key in on one of the things you said, Linda, about how nurses are wonderful all the time. Um, <laughs> you know, nurses really deserve recognition for the great work that they do and their extreme knowledge all the time. However, right now, I think we all are able to assess our own lives, how much... Um, how much you know pressure this is and, and stress this puts on families, people with children, um, you know, people trying to kind of secure their lives and pay, pay attention to their loved ones who are in other places. We all have a way of of sort of tapping into the stress of this moment, and then for the nurses at the front lines to add to that, to know that they are facing head on what this pandemic actually looks like. Um, it really is the least we can do to help care for for our healthcare workers in this way. And we're just, you know, I just want to make sure nurses are getting their due in terms of our, you know, gratitude to them. Well, it is it is really felt um, not only the food, but, you know, the, the public has been amazing. The um, signs that people have put outside the hospitals, the chalk art that has gone on the sidewalks, um, every little bit truly means the world uh, to the nurses who are showing up to work and, as you said, you know, putting their own lives on the line to show up and take care of these patients. Yeah. And 2020 is the international year of the nurse, and so it, it couldn't be more apropos that this is the year that the, the World Health Organization decided um, that this is the year of the nurse. Yeah. Um, it's, Florence, it's Florence Nightingale's uh, birthday, which is why... Uh, which is why uh, this was, was named the, the Year of the Nurse. But, yeah, it is appreciated. Every little thing is appreciated. And um, so thank you to you and all your listeners for the wonderful generosity that we've received. It, it, it is recognized and appreciated, and we are in huge gratitude to all of you. Um, well, and I imagine, too, that it's not just nurses. I imagine there's, like, a, a whole team of other caregivers and workers on the front lines that – um, in this moment are working in concert with nurses to make sure that they're able to continue to do their jobs. Can you give us like an example of maybe some of the stories you've heard about the kinds of pressures that um, caregivers are dealing with this uh, or dealing with in this moment? Yeah, you're exactly right. It's not just nurses. Um, it is. It takes a team. It takes a village, so to speak. So we have our physicians, of course, our respiratory therapists, our pharmacists, um, our social workers, um, our environmental services pe- people that help keep our environment clean. And um, they're all critical, critically important in, as we address this pandemic. I think our uh, um, IT has really uh, been critical to us because we've had to set up IT um, platforms to do virtual visits in a real, relatively short time, uh, overnight, basically. And, and our IT colleagues really uh, have been our shining star as well. In terms of how they're all doing, um, I, I, we worry about that all the time because we know this is really stressful. And I think with any large uh, population of people, you have the bell-shaped curve. 
So you have the people that are really doing pretty well and, and taking good care of themselves and, and up for the challenge, so to speak, and are pretty resilient. Um, then you have the majority of the people in the middle who some days they're doing really well and other days they're really struggling. And then um, on the other end of the curve, we have people who are just, this is not what they signed up for or, mm-hmm. and they're really struggling every day. So we're really trying to provide resources for our employees' mental health and emotional health, as well as their physical health. Um, we are, you know, all of us are whole persons. We're not just our physical body. We also have our mental health and, and emotional health to deal with. And so we're setting up resources, um, or already have set up resources, I should say, to help deal with that as well, because we know this is super stressful for all of our team members. Well, Linda Wick, uh, thank you so much for joining us from M Health Fairview. Uh, and again, just to remind our listeners, we are raising money uh, to help our healthcare workers who are on the front lines right now battling this uh, pandemic, COVID-19. And M Health Fairview is the recipient of some of your donations. If you go to mytalk1071.com, right on the front page, you'll see how you can link there. It could not be easier to give online. And also a special thank you to Plunkett's Pest Control for being our matching sponsor in this. Um, And Linda, thank you so much. And please pass along our best to all the people that you are engaged with on a daily basis who are working so hard on the front lines of the pandemic. Um, We really could not be more grateful. I will do that. And thank you for all that you're doing to, uh, to help us do this. Thank you, Linda. Linda. Well, things are starting to get real tense in the movie business. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, Bradley, tell us what's going on in movie drama. So, um, what I did there. <sighs> so here's the thing. I feel like uh, this pandemic has sped up the inevitable in many ways, mm-hmm. um, in different aspects of society. And one of those aspects is the movie industry. Um, and I imagine, economically speaking, this will be replicated in other industries as well. But let's focus on movies for a moment. So you have the people who make the movies and the people who distribute the movies and the people who show the movies mm-hmm. in movie theaters. Well, in this time, movie theaters are getting, uh, technically speaking, screwed. Um and that's because you have people like you have movie studios like NBC Universal, for example, releasing movies directly to consumers through their televisions, right? So we just did this with Trolls 2. Yep. The Trolls World Tour. It really changed the way movies were released to the public. Um, and movie theater chains are not happy about it, rightfully so, because apparently, and you got to kind of have to look at all the numbers and do some math, and, and the full picture is not clear yet, but... Um, Essentially, you can say that um, studios made a bleep ton of money um, by releasing this directly to, uh, you know, directly to the public through television without mediating it through uh, movie theaters. Mm -hmm. In fact, um, according to Deadline, they suggested that um, the movie picked up $95 million in rental fees in the first 19 days. Now, they're not getting 100% of that, but that's a lot of money. And yeah, apparently, Trolls did better. The The sequel did better in like three weeks than it had done previously. The original had done in five months in theaters. That's crazy. I mean, yes. Go on. So just, um, just I'll, I'll um, finish this up by mm-hmm. saying, so that did not sit well 
when uh, specifically what didn't sit well is when NBC Universal acknowledged this victory and said that it had exceeded their expectations and demonstrated the viability of uh, you know essentially pay per view. I don't remember what they call it exactly. Um, that did not sit well with the CEO of one of the largest theater chains, AMC. Mm-hmm. And AMC was like, oh, okay, that's not going to work. Here's what we're doing in response. You think you're going to take your uh, your movies direct? Well, we're going to not show any of your movies in theaters. So good luck to you, sir. And in fact, the head of uh, AMC said as much. Effective immediately, AMC will no longer play in any Universal movies in any of our theaters in the United States, Europe, or the Middle East. So they are they are out for blood, presumably yeah. to, to protect themselves and their future. And I wonder if this is going to end up, I don't know, who knows what's going to happen next, but I wonder if this isn't going to have a little bit of the opposite effect, right? Because surely other uh, studios are going to see... and. The success of Trolls 2, which shouldn't have probably been all that successful in theaters, right? So other studios are going to see the success of that and go, well, people will just pay a lot of money to see movies inside their home. I mean, I wonder if they're not going to start kind of doing more of that model and if AMC's response is... As an example, what they've now done to Universal, they can't do that to everybody. Yeah, no. And uh, again, to be clear, I don't know how this is going to work out and I don't know who's right or wrong. And presumably there's a lot of drama behind the scenes that we don't pay attention to. But I imagine that we're going to see fireworks like this because the, the, you know... The way we show movies in this world has changed over time, and it's continuing to change. And I would imagine, as I said at the outset, that this moment is just speeding up the changes that were already underway. Right. So you will probably see a winnowing of movie theater chains because people will say to themselves, well, I don't really need to go to the theater that much. But you have to imagine that once we get on the other side of whatever this is... And however different the world may look, maybe you can't get as many people in a theater for a while, whatever, that there are still going to be moments where people want to go to the theater. It's right. just going to to reduce even more the amount of movies that you can fill theaters with. Yeah. So I imagine it behooves the movie theater chains to be very clear right now, like to, to do this sort of like across the board like we're going to make an example out of you people because we don't want everybody else following suit, right? Because if they do, then they're just not going to come back. But you have to believe that studios don't want to get rid of theaters because there are some movies that continue to make them yep. bleep tons of money yep. by simply going out to the theater. So they're going to have to find the balance. But right now, that nobody's taking prisoners. It's so... I mean, all you can really do is pop your popcorn, put your topping on it, make... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Maybe shake some of that ranch stuff on. I don't know if you're into that. And I'm pay not. 15 bucks for it. Yeah. Fill up your fountain beverage. Sit back and watch this happen. Because we don't have a choice right now. Right. We can't go to theaters, but watching uh, how they're going to settle this will be interesting. Yeah. I have to believe that there's going to be theaters after this. It just it might mean that there are not as many. But I bet you if you had peeled behind the curtain of the business model of movie theater chains, that they were already like uh, precarious. Right. Well, You you see that. Right. Because you see how they're trying to respond to um, giving people more than just the movie experience. That's why you see bars popping up in movies, Mm -hmm. movie theaters, right? Yeah. So that they can create a space, like another revenue stream, and also create a space for people to like have their full date night right there. Yeah. Pretty soon they'll be like hotels. I mean, they basically are, y'all. They do have like reclining beds. Yeah. They sell blankets. Ew. Do they really? Really? Yes. Ew. Ew. That's nasty. Like reused ones? No, they sell you your own blanket. But then the blanket has to touch like things? No. They sell blankets, guys. Because no. think about think about how we are right now. How many times have you washed your hands today? Like a trillion? Okay. They're wrong. When when <laughs> they say, "Hey, you guys can go back to theaters. You're just going to need to six, sit 6 feet apart." Are you going to even want to sit in that chair? Mm. You guys that is the thing I keep thinking about right now. I'm sorry. We have like two minutes and I just, I'm going to go deep That's on fine. this. We have two minutes. We can do but a lot of deep in two minutes. This is true. I, this is the thing I keep thinking about is for all of the hues and cries about, you know, reopening things. And I'm, I, I'm not taking a position on that here. All I'm saying is this. Everybody wants every, people want things reopened. But I don't know that everybody's going to flock to these places. No, just because you reopen it doesn't mean people are going to go. I mean, I had a conversation with somebody who shall remain nameless that we work with uh, yesterday where, you know, we talked about, like, how will you feel about coming back when the time comes? And that person was like, I got to be honest with you. I don't know if, you know, I don't know how ready we'll be at, at any juncture. Yeah. You know, because we've kind of had a psychological experience. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Do right. not underestimate right. that. No, right. I mean, there are places that I can go now that I choose not to go. Right. So uh, just because you tell me that I can start going there. Right. Sure. A certain amount of people and over time, I imagine, will, you know, poke our heads out a little bit. And the more cautious among us will, you know, kind of watch and see what what happens to those folks. But um, yeah, theaters, I just think about all of the like... You know, like I used to eat popcorn sitting in those chairs and then I would lick my fingers. Uh, How did I ever do that? I don't know. How did you live through it? (laughs) When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have some dumb people doing dumb things. Crazy, stupid idiots coming at you after this on my talk 1071. We can move on to talk about dumb people doing dumb things. We call them crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then I guess one could say. That's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah!
Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. 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 Sometimes some other places. Nice runs. Yeah. Okay, um, you can we go to Texas? <laughs> sure. Uh, I want to tell you about uh, Shelly Luther. Tell me about her. Shelly Luther. Don't I even don't know even her. Know her. <laughs> okay, <that laughs> Actually, was, we don't. I was a little slow on that one. So she was um, this lady, and she still is a lady. Okay, as far as we know. Um, so she owns a Ceylon. That's called a salon, mm-hmm. but in Texas they call it a Ceylon. And her Ceylon is called Ceylon a la mode which means salon of fashion or of the time or what does a la mode mean of the I meant with ice cream <laughs> salon with ice cream good one i would much rather go there <laughs> so um she did something recently that earned her crazy stupid idiot status now what do you think a salon would do in this moment to earn crazy stupid idiot status cut hair thank you <laughs> So a district court judge a client? has issued a temporary restraining order against Salon Alamode for violating city, county, and state orders regarding business operations during a pandemic. Ooh. Now, Miss Luther, within an hour of learning of the order, said, I don't really have no response because I don't know what they're saying, but I know, I know I'm not closing my salon. She was okay. ordered, apparently, uh, the salon, which reopened last week, is ordered to close until May, May 12th because apparently that's what they do down there. I don't got time to make them my Mm-mm. crazy stupidity at the Mm-mm. whole state. I used to live there. Trust me, it's a long story. You know things. I know things. People in Texas, they're very particular. They're very opinionated. Mm-hmm. And they like to do things their own way. Right. Anyway, uh, back to Miss Alamode. She doesn't know what she's going to do, but she says, if it means I got to go to jail, I'll go. Okay. They you rece- might, we'll see you there, honey. <laughs> yeah, apparently they've received a lot of complaints against uh, the Dallas Salon and uh, a bunch of other complaints for businesses who are behaving in the same way. Mm. Uh, Ms. Alamode would like you to know that you can put a big scoop of something that's not ice cream on okay. that story. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I know a lot of people would like to go to Salon, Alamode or otherwise. Yeah. We're not doing that right now. So just suck it up. Your hair's going to look it's funny. It's hair, people. It's, it's hair. It's hair. It's hair. hair. In the friend, uh, mortal words of my friend Charles, hair don't care. Hair don't care. Okay, for our next story, we are going to Georgia. And that's where we are going to catch up with a 35-year-old guy who's been on the run for several months. And uh, they cops finally caught up with him. They've been looking for him since late January because he stole $3,000 worth of checks from a guy's mailbox. Ooh. Yeah. They've been tracking him since March, probably writing them checks. <laughs> Who writes checks? I mean, apparently this guy. Uh, finally, they arrested him on Saturday after a cop pulled him over in his car. Now, all of that is pretty garden variety, right? Yeah. Somebody's on yeah. the run. 
trying checks. to write them checks somewhere, and then the cops catch up with them, and you know, job well done. Thank you. Have a good day. Well, there's one thing about this story that makes the whole story kind of crazy, stupid, idiot worthy. Okay, what was did did it involve polishing silverware? No. Did it involve flashing your groinal area? No, actually, it's just as simple as the name that this person was given. What's the name? Speedy Gonzalez. What? That is his legal Literally, name. Literally, his name is Speedy his Gonzalez. legal name is Speedy Gonzalez, and he was on the run from the cops since January, and they finally his caught up with... His name is Speedy Gonzalez? Speedy Gonzalez! I was wondering what happened to that guy. Yeah, they found him. Where? Uh, in Georgia. Oh. Yeah. Um, by the way, there's a really fun disco song called Speedy Like Gonzalez. It doesn't have anything to do with Georgia. No. Sorry to hear that. Whoops. Oh, Sorry. Are you okay? Colleen decided she's Whoops. done. <laughs> we still have 24 minutes of the show. Okay. Okay. Anyway, he is now Speedy Gonzalez. Speedy Gonzalez, that is too Is now much. facing forgery, identity fraud, and theft. Yes, that's his legal name. Now, can I also just, as a side, tell you guys really quickly. Is he a mouse? No. Wasn't Speedy Gonzalez no. a mouse? Uh, look at his picture. Not a mouse. Definitely not a mouse. Oh, sure. Did you guys hear about this other story? Okay, and I, I read it this morning, and now I'm having a hard time... Remembering it, but but they've had, well because it has to do with a name. Okay, they've had to issue an, an apology. Oh, in, yep. What city is that? Uh, it was someplace in Kentucky. I yeah. Believe. Okay. Because during a um like a press conference, they were talking about uh, unemployment. Okay. And they used as an example some of the um humorous claims they were getting for unemployment. They even got one from Tupac Shakur. Well, what's the problem? Well, he's dead. Well, the re- the one Tupac Shakur is dead, but there is another guy named Tupac Shakur who was a chef or, or yeah, he was a cook in a restaurant and he was seeking uh, unemployment because he had been laid off of his job. Yeah. And his name is actually... Tupac Malik Shakur, and they used him as an example during this press conference as false requests. Oh no! Isn't and he's that like, awful? It's he's not like, false. I'm not it's false. my name. I'm real. So all I'm trying to say is, people have names that are famous. Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> yes, because I'm just saying. Like, I hope he doesn't have to file happens. unemployment. Mm-hmm. Well, he can't get it. He's going to jail. Okay. Just remember, sometimes people get named after other things. Yeah, Elmer Fudd. There's got to be at least one Elmer Fudd in the Pepe world. Pepe Le Pew. You know that's the case. Yeah, maybe not Pepe Le Pew. Also, how many Le Pews are there? Well, there's Mrs. Le Pew. Mr. Le Pew. Baby Le Pew. Little baby Le Pew. <laughs> <sighs> Papa Le Pew. <laughs> Grandpap Le Pew. Uh, all right. Ew. Sounds like a procedure. It does. <laughs> I'm going in for Grandpap Lapew. Hey, have you had your regular Grandpap Lapew? <laughs> this is what we call going off the rails. Well, keep going. And keep it's going. only Wednesday. Keep going because I've, I got a story for you kids. Oh, lay it on us. Let's go to Fond du Lac, okay. Wisconsin. I I'm think Fond they just call du Lac. It, 
Fond du Lac. Uh, North Fond du Lac, actually, not to be confused with uh, South, East, or West Fond du Lac. <sighs> uh, but North Fond du Lac is the uh, setting for the tale I'm going to tell. And mm. it involves a 43-year-old guy named Michael Miller. We'll call him Mike. Mm-hmm. So Mike is charged with 27 counts. Whoa. Now, there's some things I don't want to share with you, but we will at some point because it's just gross and I don't want to get sidetracked. But in addition to um, all that grossness, um, there are some interesting things that he is accused of doing. And he looks like a guy who would do them. Okay, well, uh, Michael Miller was accused of starting fires. Oh, no good. Yeah, he was what I think they call in the business an arsonist. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that's interesting. Not really crazy, stupid, idiot worthy. Burning stuff down. It's a tale as old as time. Right. Three suspicious fires set in one day. One where an 88-year-old woman uh, lived and um, there was a vacant home. But here's where things get interesting. Okay. Before they identified him as a subject, they found there was something... You know how like the arson team goes out and they're like, what's what's unique about these fires? Well, there's one thing in particular, and that's the thing that earned this story, crazy, stupid, idiot status, and Michael Miller in particular. Okay. It's the kindling. Now, kindling meaning the thing that he used to start the fires. It's usually like a very, you know, nice little dry wood. A little dry wood. Well, it wasn't dry wood. Maybe sometimes it's like there's like some newspaper. Maybe he was rubbing something else together very quickly. Something his hand like and his <laughs> that would be... oh okay that would be <laughs> it's a flint. what are you doing <laughs> trying to start a fire you know somebody has <laughs> that ain't gonna start a fire but you will go blind <laughs> you might get a burn sick burn oh. okay um no <laughs> he was using ladies panties oh. to start fires. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they found these skid marks <laughs> on the fire. Stop. That were created You're by so the gross. panties. You're so gross. No, they they found um char char charred panties. panties. In one particular case. Also a chapter in my autobiography. It is. I don't want to read that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> great. Neither okay, do I. Uh, <laughs> And on the 700 block of Main Avenue, they found a woman's bra stuffed into a furnace. Oof. A child's swimsuit was stuffed into a PVC impu- intake pipe. That's where things get a little weird, and I don't really want to share them with you. So I'm just going to leave you with this. He was charged with 27 counts. A count of arson of property, arson of building, felony criminal damage, burglary of building or dwelling, reckless endangerment, Blah, 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 Charles. Excuse me, what? Oh, okay, we're not going to talk about that one out loud. Thank you. So he was like a full meal deal. Yeah, he had a lot happening. Yeah, anyway, panties. Bye. <clears throat> In closing, panties. Don't set, I mean, if, I, that is the most creative use of like stolen panties. Because, you know, we've heard so many stories over the years of like, because we do the show, not because we're like purveyors of <laughs> panty, panty news. Stories. <laughs> But we've heard stories where... Every morning, first thing I do when I wake up, uh, Google panty news. Well, I got in the panty beat. (laughs) (laughs) 
headline. Okay. Stop. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show at 2.45 every day, we play a little game. That game is called The Throwback Live. We're going to do that after this on My Talk 107.1. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 